Utah RV Super Show is back at the Mount America Expo Center in Sandy, September 16th through the 19th. Join the big show Thursday and Friday from 2 to 7 p.m. and see the newest technology and latest trends in RVs. It is time to call your shot on a football Friday. What's going to happen? Hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James, Facebook, DJ and PK. Grab your phone, use the 1280 The Zone app, use the open mic feature, send us your audio. We'll get it on the air. And here comes a big time call your shot. U State Iceman tweets at us uh, Look at the mistake these jokers did. Go Aggies. On the official Air Force football account, it says, looking forward to this week's matchup. And they got Air Force at the line of scrimmage in this photo. And then behind it in a big block graphic, it says 35-7. to 7. Yeah, so? Calling their shot. Who? I assume Air Force. <laughs> what do you mean, who? Well, how do you call your shot if you assume that's not exactly calling well, your shot. They're not putting shot. that up to say they're going to get B35 to 7, are they? I, I have no idea. Hence, who? <laughs> I don't know. And you said assume, so even you don't know. Because assume does not make concrete. Look that up. When's the last time assume made concrete? Never happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. 35-7 to 7 is a reminder of last year's score, so they're still rubbing it in. It was 35-7 to 7 last year. Between who? Air Force and Utah State. So he's an Air Force fan? Is that where we're going with this? Because I am He's just... a Utah State fan who's bitter that Air Force is tweeting out last year's final score in advance of this year's game, just rubbing it in like they're going to dominate him again. Oh. It's bulletin board material, old school, although it's social media, so it's new school. Yeah, well, school's out for summer. School's <laughs> out. I had well, no idea what up. you're talking about. Call your shot. What is going to happen? And Matthew says Weber State football gets the upset of the year to date in the FCS, 30-29 to against James Madison. Do they put lines on that game? I assume somewhere in the universe there's a line, but I have not seen What's it. What's with the assume all of a sudden, man? Everything you're assuming. I have not seen it. Could well be out there. Someone's got a line on that. Send it to us. We want to see what it is. Yes. Who will win? <laughs> We're setting a record there. <laughs> I was waiting for your deep thought. You said Iceman says lots of wins by the best teams in the state. Go Aggie. That's all that matters. Utah State 21, Air Force 7. Wow. Defensive. Just, just dominating Air Force's offense. Seven points in a college football game. That is a low number. The Aggies, best team in the state, huh? We'll never know. It'll never, ever, ever be decided on the field. You have to go uh, comparative scores if Utah State can beat BYU and BYU beat Utah because Utah's not playing Utah State. Yeah, and that's always tough to do. Open yourself up to interpretation on that. That's the best you have is interpretation, feelings, thoughts, those types of things rather than facts. 
But the best team in the state, mm, that didn't really get you much. Bragging rights over your friends and neighbors and family yeah, members. But, but it can't be proven, so it's not anything. Even if it could be proven that the state of football in the state is so far beyond best team in the state. If you're there 12 and 0, big, then that's sure. Right. But there are bigger prizes out there. Right. That's what I'm saying. This, this maybe at one point, I don't know, that that might have been something that meant something. But now it doesn't. No, they're, they're all in uh, soon to be with, obviously, in the Cougars in a couple of years, the, uh, their own conferences. And so that is going to mean a whole lot. Best team in the state is just talk. And, and that's sports radio, so talk is appropriate. We get that. But each of these teams, they don't set out, best team in the state on three. They're far beyond that because they've got great opportunities to succeed. If, for 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 the BYU, it's to win all your games. I guess it's supposed the New Year's Six too, but certainly Utah State, that's it. And for the Cougars or the Utes, it's the Rose Bowl. So with that in mind, those are legitimate goals. And when BYU gets in there in, in two years, it'll be to win the Big Twelve. Yeah, that that's where it's a, that's where it's about at and what it's about. And those are good spots to be in. So. The state of football. It's going to be unusual here to have three D1 programs like that all in different conferences. It's like the Kinahan clan. There's three siblings. All of us went to different high schools. That's unusual. That is unusual. Yes. Three, three brothers in my generation, and we all went to the same high school. Right. That's... Dog bite man kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. All the kids went to the same high school. And so think about it, man. They'll have Mountain West, obviously Pac-12 and Big 12. That'll be that'll be cool. They have a representation stretching virtually the entire country. You know, with Florida. I was going to say half the country, being, but with UCF coming in, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And West Virginia's in, so that's two teams in the Eastern yeah. time zone. Cincinnati, I guess, would be three. I would like that. If I can't have, I would prefer BYU and Utah be in the Pac-12 and Colorado out just for the symmetry of it and oh, fun nice. of it. The symmetry? Yeah. Or symmetry? <laughs> the mm. symmetry. Yeah. Send Colorado back to the Big 12, put BYU in the Pac-12. Yeah, but they will never do that. It's not going to happen. this is the next best thing, and to have that in there. And you can say, oh, the Big 12, they are, it's the, it's the water down. All it is is Oklahoma leaving in football. That's it. That's it. So the Big 12 then consisted entirely of Oklahoma because Texas hadn't done anything. Kids are growing up thinking, man, why is my old man making a big thing out of Texas? True story. You know? I mean, it's been on and on and on, and Sarkeesian has no track record of winning big. He's got a track record of 7-6. and Yeah. He keeps getting plum jobs. Which is what Texas has fired coaches for doing, is going 7-6. and Yeah. Maybe he'll turn it around individually here. Good for him if he does. Great. I don't hold any. Yeah, but it goes back to what Locke him. was just laughing about. Arkansas has been the bottom of the SEC West, last or next to last. I know, and but it this is him. a second game. Yeah, I mean, so I didn't expect them to be great in his second game of the but season. There's a long way to go. There is. Yeah, no matter who the coach was, this saving, I wouldn't expect them to take on the world in their second game. You've got to, you've got to realistically give people time to build something. So, to, to downgrade the Big 12, I think, to a degree, is ignorant. Yes, it's a blow that Oklahoma left, but that's it. Certainly not going to downgrade them in hoops. No one's going to do that. You don't sound like a blithering idiot. 
It's funny now when uh, Kalani's asked about it, he sort of cringes. They had he was on ESPN yesterday uh, doing an interview. Now he was done the interview. The guy who did the interview is Matt Berry, not the old quarterback at uh, BYU. The ESPN guy, the ASU who Sun is a Devil, hardcore Sun Devil grad. <laughs> he loves him some Sun yeah, Devils. He's on social media. And people, he does interviews in the Phoenix area talking about the Sun Devils. All blah blah. And so he asked him. He started out with, "Hey man, you have a chance to go three and zero in the conference. Uh, you sure you want to leave it?" And he meant it as a joke. But Kalani didn't take it as a joke. It fell flat. And you could tell he wanted to talk about the Big Twelve. But Kalani didn't want to talk about that. That's still two years away. You know, what's the difference two years from now? It doesn't matter. Who knows what's going to happen in two years? Kalani very well could be coaching someplace else. Uh, I'm looking at you, Utah. You don't Keep think... winning. People are going to come calling. Yeah, That's for a sure. fact. For sure. Yeah. He'll have to practice his answers that everyone's given on the USC job right now. I can remember, a couple of weeks back, I said, oh, they extended him right before the Big 12, and I think it was trying to put a, sl- uh, a st- stability foot for the Big 12, uh, and some people might have poo-pooed that, but I was told no. That's that, what they were trying to do. That was the part of the deal. With, the problem with trying to do it is... It worked. There is the, no problem. You think it worked? They got in the Big 12! Yes, <laughs> it worked! Oh, I thought you were saying that they were trying to um, let everyone know he's their guy and no reason to come calling because he's locked up. No, they can't control that. Right, exactly. No, no That's what I was that. getting. No. That's how I took that. It was stability... Look at the look. BYU, no, I was one thing to the Big Twelve. We are the definition of stability. We will just right. We'll help your conference immensely. For a conference that doesn't have stability, look at us. We got this stuff buttoned up over here. Yeah, right. I get that part of it. We've extended the problem coaches is you can only, left and right. You can only be so buttoned up because other people have so well, much yeah, money. I mean, you can never right control what other people are going to do. They're right, gonna, and then it's up to the individual. And I'm hearing that if they win, if they if they roll this season, people are calling. There's going to be plenty of opportunities, including USC. All right. Yeah. Wow. That That's mean he's as big an opportunity as you get. But they would be. There would be interest on behalf of USC's part. I don't know about Kalani. I'm not saying that at all. I don't know. And maybe he can use it to pry some more money out of. Uh, well, it's what he chooses. BYU. Because he could use that. <laughs> he could if he chose. He no, wouldn't be the no, first. No, 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 but, because the, the, you, no. He can, no, I disagree. BYU has to give him the money. It's because I choose to use this job as leverage, but if you don't give me the money, then what's the difference? So and B- BYU doesn't open chosen, the purse strings. BYU has chosen to stay in the ballpark. Now they're always on the edge of the ballpark, pay-wise, but... Oh, the extreme edge. They're yes. like at uh, Petco Park. Now they're way out there. They're not <laughs> actually in the park, but you can see the stadium with binoculars. So are they going to be willing to keep giving people first-time jobs when they're trying to compete in the Big 12 in football, I, which I will be hard, and basketball, which will be very that. difficult? That right. needs to be over. Which means they're going to have to pay more. Because that's why you get first-time people. Now, They'll it depends take the on what a first-time is. It Jeff does. Grimes was a yes. first-time coordinator. It does. But he had 20 years of experience. He was ready for the job. Right. Kyle was Dave a, Rose was ready for the job. Kyle Whittingham was a first-time coach at Utah. Ready for the job. And he was ready for the job. Yeah. Everyone wanted to see him get it because they thought it's time. Ty Detmer, it is time. not ready for the job. Right. Bronco... 
Not ready for the job, but it works out. Right, exactly. The kind of reach you wouldn't want to make in the Big 12. Even though it might work out, even though it did work out in the Mountain West area, that would be in the Big 12. That would be a huge leap of faith. Big 12! (laughs) Brother! I, I think that uh, they're in a much better position now. As the years go by, they'll be in much better positions, though, so that'll work in their favor. They'll have more LDS guys if they choose to have that unwritten requirement come to pass who will have more and more qualifications. One of the best things they ever did for the LDS candidate of coaching pool, and pool is to have all those guys take off to Virginia. More opportunity, more guys getting experience right. at the same time. Right. Now, I don't know all the LDS coaches out there, uh, but it seems like there's never been more. No, but I think your point about Virginia is strong and probably underappreciated, uh, that it's more people getting a chance to coach, to recruit, yeah. build resumes, yeah. build a, a network. Absolutely. Because it's not necessary. It could be someone comes back from Virginia to BYU, but it could be somebody with experience in Virginia that moves on to another school, and then they come back. Or they're and coordinators. They, and they start building networks. Right. They become coordinators and start hiring other guys. Yeah. For sure. The yeah. coaching tree. I'm looking at you, Kelly Papinga. One of the names on the list. Absolutely. Great man. He's probably the most yeah. prime of all of those. Played there. Not the freakazoid that Brady is. And I mean that in the best possible way. <laughs> we love you, Brady. And Brady's just... Kelly he's, has he's been on there. our show acknowledging that Brady can be out there. And yeah. Kelly's got to bring him back bring him back down to earth occasionally. Oh, Kelly's a great, great dude. Yeah. Love that guy. And he's just getting more and more experience. So those guys... Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Virginia has to have success, of course, because success breeds interest in you. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if they start branching off. Anai, maybe it's a little different. He's getting up there. Anai's got to be close to 60. Maybe he, not that you couldn't go somewhere and be great at 60. I'm not saying that. But he's he's been set. He's been tied with Bronco now for a number of years. Uh, but, yeah, they're building that. And then, of course, there's Jay Hill. I would hire Jay Hill like this. I'm biased. We're biased. I'm totally biased. Uh, because we've seen firsthand what he's done. And so he's there. Uh, and A Mountain West team ought to take a shot at him. I would prefer San Diego State do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know what his interest is there, nor uh, San Diego State has an opportunity to be a good football team themselves. Yep. I'm not gonna, it may not be an opening. Yeah. Or uh, they might be good. Or, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It might be good great. and he can leave. Yeah, yeah so, I got it. You never know. You are where you are on the food but chain. The point is yeah. that the LDS coaching pool is growing by the season, and that's beneficial for BYU. But, man, the thing about it here, if you let one of your own go, Bronco was never one of your own. He came in for an LDS guy who preached religion and wore it on his sleeve. He still wasn't one of your own. But Kalani played there. He is one of your own, man. Kalani played there. It's a different He is deal. a BYU brother. He is a Lavelle Edwards disciple. You can't let him go. You just can't let him go, man. You got to do whatever it takes. And if that means paying stuff, and the the thing about it is your fan base isn't going to go, oh my gosh, BYU's paying outrageous money. What the crap are they doing? No, No, they're going to say, yes, they're paying big time dough. This is awesome news. Way to go, brother. They're going to celebrate it. They're not going to say, oh, can you believe it? They're getting in the rat race. They're of the world. Next thing you know, they're going to let this, this, and this happen in the church. No. It's Division I football. It's the Big 12. 
That's, You're fetching right. That's going to be so useful going forward. I, I had, <laughs> that drop is I so useful. I had a conversation with somebody actually earlier this week who said, okay, well, BYU finally opened up the coffers. And I said, well, that's the hope. Well, I that's think. two different things, though. To, to lead the charge as the pay uh, increases is one thing. We're talking about is BYU going to be in the middle of the pack? Yeah, but maybe Kalani in the middle of the Big con- 12. Maybe pack. he would be content with that. Maybe a, a million-dollar raise, which is still $3 million short of what Mike Gundy makes, may seem outrageous. But to Kalani, that may seem great. And he's got kids there. He wants to live that. It seemed great for Lavelle Edwards. He's that's, stayed there all those years. That, that's all true. And so how do you know it wouldn't person, be for the same man here? Same type of principle. It comes down to what the person wants. Yeah. And I think it also matters when an employer offers that. If you offer it after somebody else has offered it, and there's one foot out the door, it seems kind of hollow. But if you're preemptive with it, and you offer it up front, I think it has the same number of dollars have a bigger impact. Okay, hold on here a second. Babble for another... No, I got it now. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) That will stop the babbling. They gave him a decent contract. That's what I'm told. Okay. So they've they've already done. They may have to do more, but they've done. And they've obviously done enough because he's here and he's happy and he's winning games. All right, DJ and PK, and we are joined this morning by Rod from LendRight Mortgage. They've got deals for you. They can save you money with something called a freedom loan. And Rod, you want to explain what a freedom loan is and how it'll save our listeners money? Yeah, the freedom loan is a loan that allows you to refinance, get that lower rate without paying the closing costs. So, for example, if you've refinanced in the last year or two, you've got a rate of 3% right now. We can do the Freedom Loan Refi. That'll drop your rate at least a quarter of a percent. And then you can put that money back into the principal of the mortgage. That'll allow you to pay the loan off a couple of years sooner and save you about 15% in the total interest paid on your loan. Great thing is, is we cover 100% of the closing costs. So you're saving start day one and it'll put on a $300,000 loan uh, Twenty to thirty thousand dollars in your pocket by reducing the interest you're going to pay. You've got rates in the ones, which when I read this seemed like a spectacularly low number. How do you do that? Yeah, so we've just got a network of the premier lenders in the country, so we shop those and those best lenders on those shorter terms, the ten to fifteen year mortgage terms we can get a rate of 1.75%. So if you're a few years into a 30-year term, we can refi you, drop that rate down quite a bit, and save you a bunch in interest. And if people want to get a hold of you, they want to learn more, they want you to go over their specific situation and see how it works for them, how do they reach out to you and contact you? Yeah, the best way is uh, our team members. You can call us at 801-APPROVE and talk to somebody on the phone, or you can visit us at LendRightMortgage.com and fill out a free quote request form and we can get back to you. 801 approved. That's 801-277-7683. 801-277-7683. 801-APPROVE or LendRightMortgage.com. Thank you, Rod. Thank you. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
Bruce Feldman from The Athletic has come up with a list of possible replacements for Clay Hilton at USC. Bruce says one other intriguing name among the sitting head coaches a Pac-12 source mentioned is BYU Satake. Kalani's deserving of that kind of consideration. My experience with USC through the years, I just don't know if Kalani is a big enough name for them. I've also seen a list with Kyle Whittingham's name on it. I don't think Kyle's going anywhere. No, and I would put the likelihood of Kalani getting that job low for some of the reasons you're alluding to, but I will say I think he would do a good job at USC. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are joined by Brent Brigham, an Air Force B-Rider for the Gazette in Colorado Springs. He's on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Brent, good morning. Good morning. We're having howling winds here in Colorado Springs this morning, so hopefully that doesn't carry over to tomorrow afternoon. The kind of wind you walk outdoors and you got to lean into and you're uncomfortable from the second the door opens, that kind of howling wind? One of those. One of those where you've got to lock every door or else it's just howling. <laughs> you just hear the sound and it just all the way through your bones. And it brought in fall with it, too. It's like 43 degrees. So this is uh, it's a, quite a morning we're having. So I'm curious, after two games, what you really know about Air Force, because they, they handle Lafayette pretty easily, they're supposed to, and then Navy is way down, so they dominate that game and win. What do you know for sure about Air Force after two games? I know they're really good against the run. Even when Navy's down, you don't hold them to 68 total yards of offense without having a, a really stout run defense. Uh, beyond that, I really don't know much more than I knew, you know, in early August. You know, we just haven't seen enough of them yet. They haven't needed to open the playbook, and or, or they just can't. I don't know which it is. Uh, there's still a lot of mysteries with the team, but I do know defensively they are very stout, at least against the run. Plus, too, it's hard to draw upon last year. I mean, they went like a month without even playing a game. Uh, so a lot of it with Air Force, you know, is the continuity of their program. Uh, so how much can you draw upon, because it's so earlier in the year, what you saw last year? Well, that's even more so than just the COVID stuff. They had most of their defense took what they called turnbacks last year, right? where basically the superintendent of the academy offered anybody a chance, even though if they could prove some sort of hardship or if they just wanted to get away because of the, the virus, they could leave for a semester or a year yep. and then just tack that time on to the end of their time at the academy. So a lot of football players, once the Mountain West side, you know, decided for a while there wasn't going to be a season, most of the defense left for the semester. And so they're now back. But so they played last year with a, a shoestring defense. I mean, they had to find guys from offense, you know, second string guys. It was, a, it was a really weird year, and they still shut out New Mexico and played really well against Utah State. One, you know, they went three and three. But now they have all the guys who were supposed to be starters back and they're mixed in with the guys who did play last year. So it, you can't draw anything from last year because it was not the same personnel on defense. But you do know that because those guys who played, played well and got experience, and now they're, they're mixed with the more talented guys, that kind of goes into what I'm talking about with this defense being so good. So one thing we learned covering Utah and BYU for years in the WAC and the Mountain West, and PK and I have both been here since the early 90s, so we've seen a lot of Air Force football. 
when they get a senior quarterback and they get a guy who's got 20, 25 games under his belt, they are usually really good. There's a whole list of senior quarterbacks who've just crushed it at Air Force. Zeke Daniels is a junior. Six games last year, two games this year. Where is he on that progression from, I'm figuring this out, to I am going to destroy everybody I face? Where is he in that progression? He's a lot closer to figuring it out. He had a weird freshman year. He was injured throughout the season and then also in the spring. So he basically took no reps as a freshman. And then he wasn't supposed to be the guy last year. But Donald Hammond, who was one of those guys you're talking about, one of those seniors who's going to destroy everybody, he lost eligibility last year, and he's now no longer part of the program. So Hazik Daniels is kind of thrust into this without that year of you know backing everybody up. And so, and he only really played five games. You know, he started all six, but he left really, really against Boise. So, and it was that start and stop year. So it was a strange season. And now we only had the two games this year. So he's still really early in that progress. And, you know, we really don't know that much about him as a player. You know, he's done really well against down teams. And then, you know, against the better teams, he's, he's kind of been hit or miss. So he's, he still has to figure out consistency. You know, we have seen, some throwing ability and some running ability, but we haven't really seen it all together very often the way we have when Air Force is really running on all cylinders. So, you know, he could very well turn that corner at any minute, but he hasn't yet. So I I still think if Air Force is going to have a strong season, it's going to be on the strength of the defense, on the strength of the running game, and then he's just going to have to help where he can, but he's not going to be the one carrying the load, at least not, not at this point. So that defense you speak of, you got a piece that I think it ran yesterday, on one of their better defenders. Love the name, T.D. Blackman. That's a great football <laughs> name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's one of these guys. He signed in February of 2017. That was his senior year of high school. And, I mean, I guess it's not that, you know. In Utah, obviously, a lot of guys take missions and whatnot. Yeah. So it takes a while before you actually see them. But it's not really the case usually at Air Force. But he, he went to the prep school. He didn't play as a really a freshman or sophomore. And then last year he took a turn back. So he's been in this program for five years and we're just now seeing him. But he's, you know, he's about six foot, 235 and just has a nose for the football. And he's playing next to a guy who's even a little bigger and who's older. And so on, on the inside, they're just very sure tacklers, very instinctive football players. And with, you know, NFL type size, but they're both six foot to six two. 240-ish, you know, they. this is not one of those undersized Air Force teams that's going to be scrappy, and, you know, they've got some defenders who, who if they go to the combine, you know, if they weren't wearing Air Force, you wouldn't know they weren't, you know, power five, you know, big-time guys. So I'm used to watching Air Force and seeing guys break long runs, and it's two games into the season, and uh, Lafayette's the kind of team you should overwhelm, so I thought I'd see some gaudy stats, but Brad Roberts, the leading running back, is averaging 3.9 yards per carry. Is there a running back who's got real speed, who's a breakaway guy? Is, does that exist? Yeah, I, well, Roberts could be that guy. I mean, he was a high school sprinter, uh, but he, he bulked up a little bit to play fullback. So, he, you know, he, his runs are all coming between the tackles. They've got some guys on the outside who they just, again, because these game plans have been very vanilla, just because they haven't needed to be anything, but we haven't really seen the full offensive complement. But there's a guy, a sophomore, Micah Davis, who's from a program outside of Atlanta. He was high school teammates with Justin Fields. Uh, he was 
you know, he's a burner. Against Lafayette, he, he had 100 total yards of offense on something like four touches, and it would have been a lot more, but there was a downfield block that was called on a receiver that negated a 60-yard touchdown from him. So he's, he's one of those guys who can be a game-breaker. And they've got Brandon Lewis. There's a number of those kind of Z-receiver, type guys they have that they always have. But Brad Roberts is going to be the one who's fed consistently. And he's, you know, he's about a 215, 220-pound bowling ball who, who, again, when he gets some space, he can run. But I think they're, they're content with six or seven yards a lot of time from him. And, and against Navy, it was just, you know, Navy knows how to defend this offense. So it was a lot of two-yard runs. A lot of punts in that game. It was it was a hard game to watch, but Air Force, you know, eventually just overcame them because they could play defense through the whole game, and Navy just couldn't get anything going. So you mentioned Davis and Lewis, and they're listed as receivers, and we know uh, covering Air Force for many, many years that they don't throw the ball that much, but when they do, it's important that they have high percentages and completions and big plays. Do they have the capability of a big play in the passing game, and you talked about how you know they really haven't unveiled that much. Do you think we'll see more of it against the Aggies? I, you know, it's it's always if they need it. You know, if if they can run all day and not throw, that's their preference. Because obviously, you know, the old adage when you throw, there's two, three things that can happen, and two of them are bad. You know, so Air Force would much rather just take their four or five yards on the ground. But when they do throw, certainly from the skill position standpoint, they're fine. They've got a tight end, Al Patterson, who was – he had an offer from Alabama that he turned down to come to the economy. And then on the outside, David Cormier is another one of these guys who's been in the program for five years but is just now getting to play. And he's kind of the same body type as Gerard Sanders and uh, Jalen Rodman, who led the nation in yards per, care, yards per catch. And he's, he's kind of the same, same guy. So he can certainly burn defenses, but well, you know, we don't know yet if Hazik Daniels can consistently get them the ball. That's the, you know, and then also a brand new offensive line. They're just line, and so can they give them time to throw? You know, we haven't really seen this yet because they haven't needed it. But I, I skill, position, skill position talent is there. It's just a matter of can the scheme and can Hazik Daniels make it all work the way it has in the past. And that's one of those things I'm excited to see now. That, especially if they're locked in a tight game and they need to really open it up, you know, can they do that when they need it? Brent Brigham joining us, Air Force beat writer for the Gazette in Colorado Springs, in windy Colorado Springs, covering Air Force, and Utah State will be at Air Force. To go bigger picture here, the dominoes are falling. Oklahoma and Texas started off by moving to the SEC. The Big 12 grabs BYU from Independence, and then they go get UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati out of the American and now there's all kinds of lists out there about what the American might do. But one is a Western division that involves some combination of Air Force, Boise State, CSU, San Diego State, you know, basically the top third of the Mountain West. Does that seem like Air Force would be interested in that? It would put them in the same league with Navy, so maybe that makes some sense. What do you, what do you know? What do you hear? What do you think? So Air Force hasn't tipped its hands really at all on what it's thinking. I do know, you know, when the Big 12 opened up a spot a couple of years ago, or everybody thought they were, you know, Air Force made a run to try to get into the Big 12. So it's not like they're, you know, content to just be in the Mountain West and, you know, they don't, don't have aspirations for something bigger. You know, I don't know how this is all going to play out. Nobody does really at this point. But I, you know, the fact that they could go from a $4 million payout from the TV deal to $7 million in the American 
makes me think they're at least going to listen. And you mentioned Navy being in the conference. You know, that would, on years they played Navy as a conference game, but have a little more flexibility with their schedule to either bring in an opponent and get some more home, you know, get a home out or take a money game elsewhere. There's a lot they would have to consider there. But I think, you know, money, money talks at Air Force just the way it does everywhere else. So I think they wouldn't be the one to do it on their own. But I think a big part of this is making sure the power shifts. You know, if they're going to take all these teams from Mountain West, then the American, once again, you know, becomes the predominant uh, group of five conference. But if everybody stays in Mountain West, then the Mountain West is the top group of five. And so I think there's a lot you have to kind of weigh with that. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if all these teams go just because the American does have the better TV deal. But, you know, the part of me, <laughs> because Air Force has been a part of this conference from the beginning and because a lot of these, you know, New Mexico, Wyoming, Utah State, are, you know, regional teams, I hope they stay because I still think geography matters in rivalries. But you know, the fact that, I mean, San Diego State almost joined the Big East at one point. So obviously geography has totally gone out the window if you're talking about San Diego in the Big East. So, you know, it, we'll see. But I think it does make a lot of sense that the American would, would try to get all these teams. And again, because it has the good TV deal, I think it has some leverage in that respect. But it would be, it would be a shame to see the Mountain West go that direction. You know, if, ever, if all these teams left, it would be sad to see what's left of the Mountain West. But that's just the way college football has gone, obviously. Well, Brent, we appreciate a few minutes. Uh, good luck with the win. Enjoy the game tomorrow, and thanks for coming on. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Brent Brigham, Air Force beat writer from the Gazette in Colorado Springs, where the wind is blowing and the temperatures have dropped into the 40s, and that might impact the Aggie passing game. Good the luck game. with the wind? Good luck with the wind, man. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> good luck with the wind? How do you have good luck with the wind? Uh, nothing like a tree doesn't blow over and fall on your house. That's bad luck. Right. So have so some good, have luck. good luck. That's the not good luck. The tree stands up and doesn't fall on your house. So I got a tree in my front yard. If it doesn't blow on my house today, I've got good That's luck. That's a good day. <laughs> you ever had a tree fall on your house? It's bad news. Right. That's bad luck. So have good news. Have the thing stay in the air. <laughs> You're overanalyzing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're over <laughs> Doug Haller, Arizona State writer for The Athletic. <laughs> At 9.30, Sun Devils and the Cougars. We'll talk with him coming up. We got your predictions, plus the random fun topic of the day. This actually took off, PK. People embrace this. I knew it would. DJ and PK will get to it next, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Aggies open Mountain West Conference play with a trip to the Air Force Academy for a showdown against the Falcons. Hear all the pregame action beginning with the Aggie pregame show this Saturday at 4.30 on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. PK, guess what we have? I don't know. What do we got? Surprise! We got BYU-Arizona State tickets. Yak. 
Yeah, do you want to do some long contest where you have to pick winners and your head explodes and people yell at you for picking the wrong person because somebody else was lying and just made it up? No. How about caller 12, Yak? That works. 855-340-ZONE right now. Caller 12, 855-340-ZONE. Call right now. BYU-Arizona State tickets. 815 tomorrow night. Provo. PK, you put a question up on Facebook. What fictional TV bar or restaurant would you like to visit? Yeah, sit there with your buddies, watch a game. Where would you like to go? Legendary shot from a movie or TV. We got a lot of people who uh, have posted on our Facebook page here. They want to go to Cheers. I've been to Cheers. want to go to where everybody knows your name. That is the most underrated sitcom in the history of sitcoms. Hard to be underrated. That's pretty well thought of. I know. But it doesn't have its name come up with the legends. No, and it should. There's actually two things to see if you're in Boston. There's the... 100 things to see. Well, for Cheers. Yes, there are 200 things. And that's how I uh, found out about this is because I was doing the 200 things. They do those hop-on, hop-off bus tours around town. It takes an hour if you just sit on the bus and, and listen to their narration. But you can get off and walk around whatever you want. Bunker Hill, Paul Revere's house, all that stuff. And so they're driving by and they say, oh, that's the bar that it was that Cheers was modeled on. Yeah. But there's another place, it's a bar where the set was sold and taken and recreated and turned into a bar. And they're two different places. Hmm. You must have been there, huh? Yes. <laughs> well, as I told you, I was on the tour. That's how I know about it. All right, don't bog us down in detail. It's all for fun. Ryan says the rooftop of Caesar's Palace. Is that from Hangover when they uh, leave the dude up there and then forget where they left him? Carolina wants to go to the mess tent and mash, LOL, although probably not for the food. Now, mash is the most overrated sitcom. <laughs> it really isn't. It is. <laughs> it was it is. very good. You know, it sucked. It's the same episode every time. The mess tent and mash would have been out uh, somewhere uh, just inland a little bit from Malibu. There's a few canyons back in there that... They okay, pretended it's not were. real. It's fictional, Korea. brother. That's why I said they pretended it was Korea. <laughs> That's where the set was. I hate it when you know stuff. Multiple people want to go to the Regal Beagle. The Regal Beagle. Three's Company. The dumbest sitcom <laughs> of all time. <laughs> that was a pretty dumb sitcom. I'll give you that one. I think you and I are on the same page there. Talk about a show where every episode was the same. I don't remember any of them. I know where you want to go. You and I should road trip to this. As technology gets better, we should just like... There, you put can't the thing, go. It's fictional. Not to this place. <laughs> we can't go to this place. We should just put the, the little broadcast thing right in between us. And we'd be wearing the headsets, driving around the road, doing the show. Cross country, baby. What? Louis Restaurant, where Salazzo and McCluskey were gunned down over veal. It was a restaurant. It's in the Bronx, but now it's a fabric shop. We missed it, PK. It's too late. The restaurant's gone. Classic scene from The Godfather. Of course, the hardcores remember, but if you just casually watched that thing one time and didn't think it was a great movie because you were wrong. no, No one watches it casually one time. You would still know this scene. McCluskey had it coming to him. He absolutely did. 
Koski was, was dirty. Sweet. He was dirty. Oh, yeah, he was, man. The Irish cop. That's the only jobs the Irish could get. My grandfather, Irish, came over Ellis Island, cop. Real. Would you like to go to the, uh, the compound? Now, it wasn't a restaurant, but when the, uh, after the hits, when everyone had to bunker down, and they were in there and, and cooking the, uh, and one guy gives the other guy the lesson on how to cook the, uh, I guess it was Michael getting the lesson? We're getting the lesson on how to cook the, uh, the proper Italian food, the sausage, the sauce. I get hungry every time I see that scene. I'm like, that looks good. <laughs> that looks real good. I'd like to go to Kelsey's. Where's Kelsey's? New York. Scene of? That's where Archie would go. Oh, he'd go to Kelsey's. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of places you can't really go, we have people who say they want to go to Moe's. People send in his gifts. That's the bar Homer Simpson goes to in The Simpsons. But that's it's a cartoon bar. How do you it, go there? It's a fictional. You can go to Moe's, sure. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely you can go to Moe's. Yeah, no doubt about it. Eric says, I'll tell you about two I actually did visit. Los Poyos Hermanos and Doghouse, both in Albuquerque, both featured in Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was out of there, yes. Been now Albuquerque many times. Rick's Cafe American. What's Jewel that sends that in. I don't know. I need some help on that. I need some expl- explanation. Somebody's sending us a gift now with uh, Humphrey Bogart with that. So I guess maybe one of his movies. Humphrey Bogart. Wow, yeah, we're going that's old, back. That's huh? old school. I don't know his movies. So I can't help you with that one. Yeah. Is that where the line of all the gin joints? I know the line, even though I don't know the movie. You had to walk into this one? There was a cool place uh, in Colorado, Steve Martin. What was that movie? He had the big nose. Daryl Hannah was in it. Daryl Hannah and I once locked eyes on each other at the forum in the hallway. What was that movie? I don't know. You didn't see the movie? It was good. Roxanne. Roxanne. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty good movie. And they had a they had a place there where uh he they hung out. Look it looked cool. In the ski town. I think it was like uh, uh, you say ski towns in Colorado. I think it was and picture Nicholson Dale losing his mind at fourteen thousand feet in the shining. That wasn't a ski town though. That was bar it? in that hotel up there. This is a hotel. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it is time to bring in Rod. He has been joining us all morning long from Lend Right Mortgage. He can help you save money. We all know the cost of housing has been going through the roof, so if you can save some money in that process, you got to do it because prices are just going crazy. And other lenders can't compete with Lend Right Mortgage. Why is that, Rod? Yeah, the reason is just because we're an independent mortgage broker, so we can take you to any lender in the in our network that has the best rates and fees. So for each client, we individually shop to find you the scenario with one of our lenders that has the lowest cost in terms of rate and closing fees. So if your rate's over 3% right now, uh, 3% or higher, you absolutely need to do our freedom loan, do a no cost refi and drop that rate because 
rates on a 30-year fixed are in the twos right now, and on the 8 to 15-year terms, they're in the ones. So with those savings and doing it with the Freedom Loan, where there's absolutely zero closing costs added to your balance, we can knock that rate down and help you pay that loan off sooner. So different people are looking for uh, different uh, loans. Some people want 30 years. Some people want 15. Some people want fixed. Some people want adjustable. How does it work with the rates and the ones? Who can you really target and help with that? Yeah, so those uh, those people are, like, say, if, if they're into a 30-year term, a few years, and they don't want to go back to a 30, we can knock that rate down into the one, and we can set the term uh, in one-year increments. So an starting from an eight to a 15 year term, you can get that eight in the ones that'll help you save a ton in interest. How do people get a hold of you? They want to know more. They've heard this, they got questions. How do they reach out to you? Yeah, the best way to do it is uh, call us at 801 Approve and one of our team members would be happy to answer any questions and give you a free no obligation quote right over the phone and then email it to you or you can log on and, uh, fill out our form at LendRightMortgage.com. LendRight Mortgage, on the phone at 801-APPROVE. 801-APPROVE or LendRightMortgage.com. Thanks, Rod. Thank you.